0: City Church podcast, and welcome today to episode number eight of Ask Pastor Joel, where each week we take questions concerning the previous week's sermon from New City Church or even just a burning biblical question that's weighing on someone's heart. And today we have a special guest in studio, Pastor John Andrade. Hey, John, how you doing, man?
1: Glory to God. I'm doing really well. That's awesome. Happy to be here.
0: Yeah, thanks for, uh, thanks for coming again to, to do another episode of this, this with us this week. Anytime. Anytime. Awesome. Okay, so our question today, oh, and by the way, um, I mentioned last week in our, yeah, a couple episodes ago that we were going to be talking about theonomy this week, but um, something came up with Joel. Um, we aren't going to be able to address that this week, but next week, uh, make sure you you stay tuned and look out for that. So just want to address that before we move forward. So the question we have for today, um, it comes from Bethany, and her question is, if someone was raised in the church, born again, baptized, but later in life went astray and living in the sin of homosexuality, would they still be able to, in, uh, would they still enter the kingdom of God?
1: Hmm. It's a great question. Um, and I will say it just at the outset that I, uh, I'm glad I didn't get the theonomy question. Um <laughs> <laughs> Um, and there's not many subjects that you can say that about that are more difficult than maybe this homosexuality one, um, but the theonomy one is a, a big one, and so I look forward to hear, hearing what Pastor Joel says about that. Um, but as far as this, I if, if anything, I almost hear three questions kind of embedded in it. First is, is homosexuality uh, just a grave sin? Um, the Second would be, can a Christian who is genuinely saved be lost again? Can they lose their salvation? And the third, which maybe gets right to the heart of it, is how how far is too far? Um, how much grace does God extend to us when we stumble and we slip and we fall? Because if we're honest, every single one of us, um, we stumble multiple times a day. It says in Proverbs, um, the righteous man, he, he falls seven times a day. And so uh, how does God's grace interact with um, the clear prohibitions in Scripture and the clear commands of Scripture that uh, we frequently find ourselves in disobedience to? And so um, I want to just try to take those just piece by piece. Um, and I want to look at a passage that I often bring up in on the street when we're talking to people uh, in particular about homosexuality. And this is a very timely question, being that we have Pride Month upon us uh, beginning tomorrow. And... Um, So these types of conversations, I'm sure, will be had quite a bit. Um, And so I just want to preface it by saying that um, as we're speaking about this, speak with great grace and great love, obviously, but also if the world calls you judgmental. um, I was just reading in Genesis chapter 19 today about how uh, Lot was called judgmental. Genesis chapter 19 and verse 9, the people of Sodom and Gomorrah, they cry out against Lot, who was saying, don't rape these two men. Um, They say, why are you being judgmental, in essence? <laughs> They're saying, are you our judge? Um, that's what those who are convicted of their sin but don't want to repent often revert to, is they say, why are you being so judgmental? Um, and so Christians, as we're speaking about this, probably maybe even a lot more this this month, if you're called judgmental, just know that the righteous are often called judgmental. And um, But we just speak lovingly, boldly, uh, faithfully, um, but also without wavering. And so the passage here is 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 9 through 11. Um, this is one of many passages that we could bring up. 1 Timothy 1 is another. Romans 1 gets a lot of attention. And for sure, the Old Testament passages, Leviticus 18, uh, 22, and also Leviticus chapter 20. But um, we'll just look at this one here. It says, the Apostle Paul writing to the church at Corinth, he says, Or do you, do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. And I love that wording there, do not be deceived, because in Paul's day... People were deceived by the same exact things that we are. The devil, uh, I don't think he has much originality. He's doing the same things. Um, But people are deceived because they would say that these things are good. And we'll see this right in front of our face when we're reading this passage. Uh, The world saying these things are good. But neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor homosexuals, nor thieves, covetous, nor drunkards, nor uh, revilers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. Such were some of you. But you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and in the spirit of our God. Now, I love this passage because in our day, um, homosexuality often gets uh, highlighted and um, put in a different kind of lump of sins. But um, of all the things that Christians must oppose, uh, homosexuality is certainly one of them, but it's not the only one. There's a list of sins here that uh, Paul says... Do not be deceived that those who walk in these things will not inherit the kingdom of God. When people set their faces in rebellion against God Almighty and say, I know what your word says, but I'm still going to do this anyways, that person is in great jeopardy of um, perishing under the wrath of God and suffering in the lake of fire for all eternity for their sins. And we want to be sure to make to say that we are the faithful witness, the church, to never hold back that clear and strong teaching from the word that we are to be walking obediently with the world or with with Jesus and opposing the world and when the world tells us that something that Jesus says not to do we can do anyways um, we need to listen to our Lord Jesus Christ not only ourselves but also call the world to repentance the world is under a great deception Um, And so homosexuality listed among a host of things, among thieves, drunkards, swindlers, idolaters, um, adulterers, that there are many things in this world that will cause a person to cling to that thing over and above the Lord Jesus Christ because they love their sin more than they love the creator God himself. And so um, this passage Enunciates the power of the gospel in saying that not only are these things sinful, but also here in verse 11, the beauty of the text, which says, Some of you, such were some of you, but you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ and the Spirit of our God. There are many people in the church who used to be drunkards, but are now Christians. They used to be homosexuals, but are now Christians, who used to be um, adulterers, but are now Christians. And does this mean that we don't wrestle with temptation and and face uh, temptation against our flesh to do some of these things? There are a lot of things that my flesh, and even reading this passage now as a Christian for 17 years, that my flesh still longs for. But my spirit must rule over the flesh. Um, And as I walk in the Spirit, I am called to resist these things. Do I stumble and have I stumbled? Absolutely. But I stand up and receive the grace of God and I continue to move on. The righteous man, again, stumbles seven times a day. But we get back up and we trust in the grace of God. And so while this is homosexuality, amongst many other sins, a grievous sin that will indeed keep people out of the kingdom of God. We want people to know that there is grace and mercy when they turn to Jesus Christ. Now, to get more to the heart of the question, um, the, the questioner asked, can somebody who is born again and a true believer who falls into homosexuality, are they lost forever? Will they not inherit the kingdom of God? Um, I believe that from God's perspective, it is clear that no one... Uh, who he has saved, will ever lose their salvation. Um, and we can give a host of texts. 1 Corinthians 15, 10 is one that has been very instrumental for me. It, as it says, um, Paul says, I ran harder than all of the other apostles... Yet not I, but the grace of God which is in me. And so I believe that as a Christian, as we resist sin, as we fight the fight, as we carry our crosses and strive along the narrow path, it feels like it's we who are doing it. But at the end of the day, we must acknowledge that all glory goes to God Almighty. And so it is him that is working in us, but... If I, from my perspective, were to see somebody who fell into homosexuality and cursed God and said, I know what the Bible says about homosexuality, but I'm going to continue in it, I would not be able to affirm that person's state of salvation. And so it may be that God knows uh, from all eternity that this person is going to have a season of waywardness and that they're going to come back to him and even on their deathbed cry out to him and say, God, have mercy on me, the sinner. I knew it was wrong to continue in homosexuality and to reject you, but I am here now. I'm about to breathe my last breath. And Father, I just ask for your forgiveness. Would you forgive me and receive me into your kingdom? If that person was a prodigal, a uh, one who was in the season of rebellion against God, I believe God will completely welcome them in. But from my perspective and from the church's perspective, we see that if there is anybody who is walking in sin and re- rejecting um, the offer of repentance to them, Um, The church must treat them as an unbeliever. And so, again, it may be from God's perspective that that person is a true believer, but Jesus says in Matthew chapter 18 that if they reject repentance um, from one person, two or three, then even before the whole church, that you are to cast them out and treat them as an unbeliever. Um, Paul says the same in 1 Corinthians 5, that you cast them out to Satan for the destruction of the flesh, but hopefully for the benefit of the spirit that this person will come back to the faith. And so I would say... That in this scenario, if it is indeed a true born again believer, that God will not allow them to continue in their sin until they die, that God will bring them back to Him before they perish. And so, if it is indeed a true believer, then they will not perish under the wrath of God, um, that they are saved from the wrath of God through our Lord Jesus Christ. But again, from our perspective, I don't want to give somebody an assurance of salvation if. From my perspective, they're just walking in rebellion of sin. And so I would warn them, you may perish under the wrath of God. And I know you professed Jesus when you were seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years old and you were baptized. But there are a lot of false converts in the church. And there are a lot of people who have made professions of faith. But I don't know whether actually they're true believers. All I can go is based off of the fruit. And Jesus says in Matthew chapter 7, by their fruit, you will know them. And so... Um, uh, I guess the short answer to, to that question would be, I don't know <laughs> um, fully if they're a true believer or not. But if, if it is true, if God looks down from heaven and he says, that is a true born-again believer who is just in a season now of rebellion and homosexuality, they will still inherit the kingdom of God because he will draw them to repentance. He will not allow them to perish in the wrath of God. He, by the Holy Spirit, will convict them. They will turn from their sin and they will find grace and mercy and forgiveness. Um, So I hope that that's helpful. Um, As far as how far a person can go from, from the grace of God, I... I am one who says we run the race with endurance. We strive along the narrow path. We don't let any sin entangle us. Um, But when we do, we cry out to God for mercy. But let's never use the grace of God as a means for which we can say, well, I can continue in sin. Because as Paul says in Romans chapter 6 and verse 1, shall we continue in sin so that grace may abound? May it never, ever, ever be. May we be a people who are zealous for the Lord, eyes fixed on Him, following Jesus Christ, and resisting the devil every single day. But when we fight, when we fail and when we fall, we have an advocate, our Lord Jesus Christ, who intercedes on our behalf, and there is mercy and forgiveness. And so, praise God for His grace, and as saints, we will worship Him forever and ever and ever, the one who has saved our souls. Um, and grants repentance to us when we fall, um, to temptations and trials. So praise God. And I hope that's helpful. Again, as I've said in the last episode, if there are follow-ups to this, feel free to reach out to me. I would love to talk more in person. Um, but this is a short 10, 12 minute answer to their, to your inquiry. And I hope that it was a blessing to you.
0: That's awesome. Um, (laughs) it can definitely be a terrifying question, like, you know, about like backsliding or, you know, falling into so great of a sin, it's like you know, getting be saved. Like I, I, I know I, I have a fami- uh, family member that struggles with that a lot. Um, yeah, it's. But th- that was very. I, I think that was helpful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank mm-hmm. you, John. That was awesome. Thanks, guy. Yeah. Again, Bethany, we hope that was helpful for you, um, and for whoever who you have in your life, or just a question maybe you had in your heart. Um, just hope that uh, that blessed you. So, if anyone else has a question, if you're listening to this and you have a question, we would love to hear. We'd love to hear your question. So if you have one, you'd like us to answer it, you'd like uh, Pastor Joel or John or whoever else we have uh, to answer it, text us your question to 207-790-1955. And Lord willing, we will answer your questions in future episodes. And we really hope you were blessed by today's episode. And if you were, we'd love for you to continue to check out episodes like these. So to stay connected with us, At the top of our page, hit the follow or the subscribe button. And also make sure to give us a review as it helps us out a lot with getting our Christ-centered content out on these platforms. And so that's all we have for today. And we hope you have a, a blessed week, and we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the New City Church podcast. For more content from New City Church, check us out on any of the major podcasting platforms. Or if you want to find our gathering times, location, or any other information about New City, check out our website at www.bathnewcity.church. We hope to have you join us next episode.